The Fanny Mechanic Show with Dr. Tash, where we dive in, go deep, and open up about women's health. Hello and welcome everyone to this week's episode of The Fanny Mechanic Show. I am your host, Dr. Natasha Andriatis, aka Dr. Tash. This episode is proudly brought to you by City Fertility, global leaders in fertility and IVF. This week, we dive into the topic of weight loss and meal replacements. We go deep with Glennis Winnett, the woman behind the business, Formulite. Glennis opens up about how and why she created a product that helps people lose weight and maintain a healthy body weight. Now, during COVID, many of us have rounded out, we've expanded, we've grown, swollen out, filled up, fluffed up, broadened. I don't know, what other ways can we say we've gained weight? When I ask my patients these days, how are you going with things? Their answer usually mentions weight gain. Oh, you know, in ISO, I've gained a few kilos. Glennis Winnett has shared some statistics with me. The latest 2019 research from the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare shows that one in three Australians today are obese, compared to one in five in 1995. And with two in three adult Australians now in the overweight obese category, the average person is now statistically overweight rather than a healthy weight. So being overweight has almost become the new norm. Now, excess weight can be a real issue for women who are trying to conceive as it's associated with infertility. Being overweight or obese can cause irregular periods due to negative effects on ovulation. Low libido, low energy, low self-esteem can occur, which can impact on our desire for sex. Carrying a lot of extra kilos can make it harder for ultrasonographers to see pelvic structures on ultrasound, for doctors to perform operations or IVF procedures. Anesthetics can be more risky. Pregnancies are more likely to be complicated by gestational diabetes, high blood pressure, there's more intervention in labour, bleeding is more likely, babies can be born too big or too small. And for the men and the guys in our lives, excess weight can also affect male fertility, from poorer quality erections to negative impacts on sperm. In one of my uh, previous podcast episodes, I interviewed weight loss surgeon Dr. John Jorgensen. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do. It's been really popular. He's a dude and you'll learn lots. What I learned from that episode was there is a company called Formulate, one of Australia's fastest growing, very low energy diet meal replacement shake businesses. So of course, out of curiosity, I thought I'd connect with Formulate and I connected with Glennis Winnett, the woman behind Formulate. Glennis, you could say, is shaking up the weight loss market. She is the brainchild behind Formulate. Now, there are a few weight loss products on the market, and it's important as consumers that we have options. Now, Formulite is one of those options. Before I go to my interview with Glennis, I wanted to share some words from Megan Dalla Kamina's book. Her book titled Simple, Soulful, Sacred came recommended to me by naturopath Amanda Hubbright, who I had on the show last week. When I read this short excerpt, it reminded me of Glennis's journey into creating her business. Start where you are. It's never too late, never too late to start over, never too late to be happy, said Jane Fonda. Often when we want to embark on a new journey, we don't know where to start. We think we need to make some grand gesture to the universe that we are ready, ready to transform, to show up, to change. But this is often when we get stuck because it can all feel too big and too hard and sometimes we don't even get off the starting line. As you embark on this simple, soulful, sacred journey, I invite you to start from exactly where you are right now, with all of your beautiful flaws and perceived inadequacies. Don't worry, we all have them. 
and with all of your stories about how hard it is to change, how you aren't really ready, and how much it's going to hurt. You are ready and it won't hurt a bit. This is a journey of small steps, no big leaps, no scary requests, just ideas and thoughts for you to ponder, one at a time, little by little. They will support you in creating a life that is simpler, more soulful, and much more sacred. Wait on in, the water is lovely and warm, and I've got you. Affirmation, I am safe to start a new journey. And now for some Glennis Winnett goodness. Glennis Winnett, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I've invited you onto the show because I'm very curious about a product that you've created and I know that a lot of other people would have an interest in your product. Uh, Around this COVID time, a lot of my patients keep telling me how much weight they have gained and I think your product would be a hot topic right now, which is why it's kind of timely that we're chatting today. Um, So I wanted to invite you on the show to discuss Formulite and your story. Where do we start? That is a really good question. Um, I suppose I'll just give you a little bit of background on how I sort of fell into all of this. I started off my career as a radiographer. I um, worked in various locations and uh, over 20 years ago, met my husband at the Alfred. Um, and then soon after that, started working in the MRI department at a clinic for the last 10 years of my, my radiography life. I then left that to have a family. And whilst having that family, I spent more and more time in my husband's general surgical practice. Um, and it was in that practice that um, we both established a, what I like to call like a one-stop shop for his bariatric. Um, and bariatric is another term for weight loss surgery, bariatric patients. Um, so that led us to looking to provide all the services under one roof for our patients because we know that um, effective bariatric surgery and weight loss is more than just surgery. Uh, to look still and um, look after the patient as a whole, we also integrated uh, dietitian into our practice, psychologist, uh, lifestyle and exercise coach. Um, and then the last piece of the puzzle was the patient nutrition. Um, and for a long time there, we had just been doing what most bariatric clinics would do, was recommend one of the market leaders in weight loss shakes and soups, and it was everybody's go-to, and that, that's what we did. And then I decided that what was stopping us from actually having these uh, weight loss tools, the shakes and soups and bars, in our clinic, so when the patients came, they saw all the different specialists they could, and they could also take their nutrition away with them as well. Um, on further investigation, I realised that um, the shakes that we were, and soups and bars we were recommending, um, they're only available through chemists, so we weren't able to stock them ourselves. Um, so then I went down the path of investigating what was out there 
and what we could actually get our hands on for the clinic and our patients and soon realised that not only was what we were recommending not of the highest nutrition, uh, there was actually nothing out there that met the nutrition that we were looking for for our patients. Um, so that one thing led to another. Um, it all seemed to, it took a while, but it all seemed to happen quickly, if that makes sense. Um, but I found myself looking for people to give me advice on what is the optimum shake? You know, what what were dietitians and surgeons looking for? Uh, we started with the shake because that's like the core product that most patients take. And asking these um, surgeons and dietitians what their wish list was. How could we come up with a product that was nutritionally complete and met all the requirements for bariatric patients who are often morbidly obese. So uh, that led me to looking for manufacturers, using creative agencies to come up with a name. We originally were sort of throwing around the name BioLite, then there was Formulite, and then eventually we settled on Formula as in combination of Formula and Light. So we wanted to add that sort of medical component, give it some credibility with the formula at the front of it and then light as in a low-calorie product. Um, and then we spent a lot of time really getting down to the bottom of the nutrition. And um, with all new replacement shakes, it's really important to make sure you comply by the Food Standards Code. And that's not particularly difficult, but it, I find that there are a lot of products out there that call themselves um, meal replacements but don't actually meet the requirements of a meal replacement. So the minimum requirements is uh, 12 grams of protein, 850 kilojoules uh, of energy per serve and approximately 24 vitamins and minerals and 25% of the recommended daily intake of those vitamins and minerals within your products. Um, so just Complying by those standards for me wasn't enough. I also had to make, this was basically the base. And then I looked at what were the protein requirements for people with a BMI over 30, which is the common bariatric patient. And the, these requirements led us to set our protein at about 35 grams per serve. Um, I also made sure that we could justify each ingredient within our product. So, and Justify it with regards to it giving, providing health benefits for the patient. So I, through a lot of my investigations and um, research into other products in the market, um, I did notice that there were a lot of products that incorporated cheap fillers, such as milk powders, milk solids, and even sugars, to plump up their product so as it made it cheaper to produce, but also still somehow tick the boxes of a meal replacement. Just because something's called a meal replacement, it's really important to realise it doesn't mean then it's necessarily healthy. It just means that they've complied by the food standards code. They could have a meal replacement, but have a really large serve of sugar or carbohydrates within that product and added artificial sweeteners and so on. So. Um, 
once again, I knew that my product would have to stand up to uh, other products that had been in the market for a very long time and uh, it would have been very easy to compromise on quality so as to produce a cheap a product, but I, every step of the way, have stood by my um, desire to make sure that everything within our product is healthy and justifiable for the patient's health as possible. And your product is made in Australia, is that right? That's right. All of our products are made in Australia. That's a plus, plus, plus from me. Thank you. Tick, yes. tick, tick. tick. <laughs> Look, um, as a small Australian business, we are very mindful of supporting other small Australian businesses. And, um, and I know that a lot of people who may have started out their own business will realise, especially within retail, it's, and, and sourcing manufacturers, it's really difficult to source a manufacturer that will do small runs for you. So initially, we, you know, we didn't have the following that would justify doing large runs of shapes, you know. Uh, they would have expired before, by the, before they'd even been purchased. So it was important to find a manufacturer, a contract manufacturer that would grow with us. And for that reason, I'm extremely grateful to those contract manufacturers that have supported us and started off with a small run and now are still with us when we're doing much, much larger runs. And I've noticed that in your product, um, you have prebiotics and probiotics. Uh, is that yes. something that's normally found in a, in a meal replacement? Not a lot. There are some other meal replacements, but not a lot. Um, once again, gut health is something that I did focus on. Not only have we included prebiotics, which is the um, fiber within our product, so that it's like the fertilizer, and then added the probiotics in as well, which is another very high quality, um, pricey ingredient that I did not want to compromise on. Um, I suppose you need to look at the weight loss patient in general, they are, they are embarking on this journey of losing weight loss and for them, their health is the most important thing and a, and a big trigger to a lot of people, for a lot of people wanting to lose weight loss is because they've been given a health scare, whether they've been told by their GP that they're pre-diabetic um, or they've been told that they've got some sort of heart disease, all of these are linked into their weight. And for that reason, we know that they're on this journey where they need to focus on their health and that's why we have included the pre and probiotics. And my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, when patients have bariatric surgery or weight loss surgery, uh, this is when the, the shakes are, are really uh, quite popular and used quite a bit. After they've had the surgery, though, uh, in the months immediate after the, after surgery, is a weight loss shake popular or is that more in the maintenance phase after they've had the surgery a year later and they're trying to maintain a, a body weight? Well, a bit of both actually. So, look, the weight loss shake is the uh, something that is um, the patient is asked to take for two weeks, at least two weeks. The standard is two weeks. Most surgeons require two weeks, but if the patient's BMI is much higher than saying 40s or above, they might be asked to go on up to six weeks and in the rare occasion, sometimes eight weeks. 
And that's in basically replacing three meals a day with a, a meal replacement, with a shake or a soup or a bar, um, and interspersed with um, snacks, healthy vegetables or snacks in between those uh, meal replacements. So it's not just shake, shake, shake all day. There are things that you do incorporate into your diet as well as the shakes. Um, that kickstart of the weight loss, not only does that, I suppose it's important to remember that, that that period prior to surgery, the purpose of that is to not only kickstart the weight loss, it's also to help shrink the liver, so, liver so as to optimise the access to the liver for the surgeon because the liver lies over top of the stomach and if we can shrink the liver, it gives better access for the surgeon. Um, but it also has been found to reduce um, blood loss and also make the patient's recovery a lot easier and quicker. And then post-surgery, look, there is no reason why you can't take our shakes post-surgery and where there is a number of hospitals around Australia that currently stock our shakes in the hospital store. And so when the patient's comes out of theatre, that's what they have for the first couple of days. So they, they're on that that liquid phase at the start. Um, there are some dietitians and doctors or that are of the mindset that from after the operation going forward, that's when they want to start moving the patient from fluids into whole food and educate them on healthy whole foods and make that transition. I know a lot of patients who have continued using our shakes after their surgery as uh, like one meal a day, not replacing all meals a day. But I suppose it's, a, it's really up to the individual whether they still need that to help them on their journey or whether they just are happy to go onto whole foods. One thing uh, I do like about your products is they do come in the shake and take one serve bottles, which are quite handy. Um, are they quite popular? Yes, they are. Look, that once again, when we first started off our business, um, that was the only the way that we could provide a sample was in those little shake and take bottles. It was really difficult to find a contract manufacturer that would produce sachets for us like other brands used as um, single serve. So we started off with those uh, little one serve bottles which you just fill with fluid up to the line of the sticker and shake and go, which are I know a lot of our customers love the convenience of them, just throwing them in their bag or in the car and just filling them up with water when they need. It's extremely convenient. Yeah, I think convenience is a huge thing. I mean the fact that you can actually put that into your bag and not have to worry about oh have I left my shaker at home uh, is a is a big bonus. Well, look, we, 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 we talked to it. We've spent a lot of time and, um, talking to our customers and asking them what they want. Um, for us, it was important to make a product for the customer that they wanted and would feel useful. And look at from the feedback we get, um, one of the best things they like about products, um, number one is taste. Because if we find that there's no use producing a product, that is nutritionally superior, but is unpalatable. Um, yeah, by producing a pleasant tasting product, it makes the whole pre-op phase a lot easier. And a big thing is compliance. Um, 
having to replace three meals a day for two weeks, it's not the easiest of tasks. So if you can give the patient something that is pleasing to the taste, that's important. Um, and another thing was convenience. Um, people are busy. People need things that can slot straight into their lives. They can grab and go and take on the run. And that's why we, not only do we have the shake and takes, we also have the sachet now these days. And what's your most popular flavour? I would say the chalk hazelnut. Chalk hazelnut. Um, it's a hint of hazelnut, so it's more chocolate than anything, and people love the the creaminess of it. Is it is it a bit Nutella like? Is it? No, it's actually more chocolate than anything. Mm. Um, no, yeah, more chocolate than anything. I must say, my favourite is is coffee and surprisingly I'm not a coffee drinker but I do enjoy the coffee mm. um, as a breakfast supplement in the morning. And you've got a honeycomb one, don't you? We do. That that I would say the honeycomb and the banana are for those people who like it a little sweeter and the honeycomb is really popular amongst um, our male followers. They They love the honeycomb. Must be a gene for men in honeycomb somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> Lupin is another interesting ingredient that you use in your product line. Can you explain to our listeners what what the big deal is about Lupin, where it comes from yeah. and, and, and why you've included Lupin? Sure, sure. Look, um, Lupin is a legume and it hails from the same family as chickpeas and lentils. And what people don't realise is that Lupin's have been grown in Australia since, oh, I would say the 1960s. And originally they were used as a, a natural fertiliser for the soil. And then recently uh, we discovered that just how good they are for our health. Um, so we source our lupins from Western Australia and uh, they've seen a huge boom in the popularity of lupins, especially amongst um, vegetarians and vegans. Um, Lupins are also one of the world's richest sources of protein, which people don't realise, and fibre. So that's what we loved about them is that we could produce use the lupins in our soup and have a soup that was extremely high in protein, high in fibre, but the added bonus was the carbs were very low. And that's what makes it so unique is that the high fibre most high fiber, high protein foods are full of fats and carbs, and whereas uh, this is not the case with lupins. And pr- protein is is super important around surgery, isn't it? Because you need a- enough protein to enable your immune system to work well, so you don't get sick from the procedure, and that your body recovers. Uh, so I think protein it seems is under, a bit underestimated by people. Um, would you agree with that? Definitely, definitely. Look. I, uh, another aspect of protein that some people don't realise is that the more protein and fibre, the protein you have in your diet, the more satiated you are. And that I'm referring to that, that feeling of fullness. So a, a lot of people will say, oh, I don't understand why I just had this meal and I'm like hungry half an hour later or they say it, they've come to us and said to us, oh, I've tried shakes in the past but I'm hungry within a half an hour or an hour. And then I'll often ask them, well, do you know, you know, you probably how much protein's in those, in what you've just had to eat or drink, and 
quite often there's not enough protein to keep them feeling full. And that's why they're pleasantly surprised when they do have our shakes, which have 35 grams of protein per serve, that they are able to last without having to eat again for at least two or three hours. So it sustains them, say, from breakfast to lunch or lunch to dinner, um, which is an important part of the pre-op diet. Um, and so, look, yeah, protein, not only that, um, what a lot of dietitians are trying to avoid when patients are post-operative is that they aren't losing that lean muscle and having something like one of our shakes that is so high in protein is a great help, um, especially with patients who may um, have some sort of restrictive surgery like a lap band where it's hard to, at the start, in ingest whole foods with enough protein, the shakes are a fantastic source of protein. And how about your bars? Bars. Bars is something that I am currently working on. We haven't released those and they're due for release at the end of this year. Mm. But that, that's something I'm really excited about because from day dot, lots of people have said to me, I want something to chew on. I want something to chew on and I've been very mindful of being able to produce something that does taste great but also has the same nutrition as our shakes and soups. So, yes, stay Mm. tuned. Mm. Stay tuned. I mean, they can chew on your lupin, can't they, your lupin soups? Yes and no. Yes, the lupins are like a little flake that sink to the bottom of the bowl when you make up the soup. Um but I think they really want something to really dig their teeth mm. into. Yeah, mm. I do. I do like bars myself. So please send me some. I'd love to try. No, right. You were. <laughs> consider it done. Now, who should avoid meal replace meal replacements? I mean, they're not for everybody. Uh, uh, no, I know a lot of people everybody. might be tempted to go out there and just try it because, hey, you know, I want to lose a couple of kg. But who should be avoiding meal replacements? Look, meal replacements. Uh, it, it, it's the actual act of replacing a meal with something that's low calorie. So it's not as if they're, they're toxic or anything like that. It's So a lot of dietitians do recommend that meal replacements aren't suitable for breastfeeding mums whose um, increased nutritional requirements will not be met by a meal replacement. Um, it is also thought that, you know, people who are underweight, obviously they shouldn't be looking to lose weight or replace it something place a meal with a low calorie um, alternative. And also uh, anyone who has acute or chronic renal disease should avoid uh, meal replacement. So yeah, basically people people who are, have you know young adolescents and children, it might be okay as a as a protein top up, but I wouldn't be replacing meals. So, yeah, so the, there are some clear contraindications or yeah, yep, recommendations yeah. around that, which is good to see. Um, mm. Now, you've obviously developed this product and you've got a lot of experience from an entrepreneurial perspective. Uh, mm. Would you be able to maybe give us some top tips on, on how you best go developing a product from idea to product to actually then putting it on the shelves and then maybe coming onto a podcast and talking about your product? Yeah, sure. Um, look, I think look the most important thing and what that I once I was once told by a marketer and that has really stuck with me is 
don't look to find customers for your products. Find products for your customers. So look for a gap in the market. Look for a need. Um, make sure that when you do, if you want a, a business to be successful, that you come up with a product that is needed in, in society. Um, and once you feel that you have done something, you've hit something, then, then talk to as many people as you can. Um, like I I love to say research, research, research. Um, reach out to your contacts, put the idea past them. Um, and then also realize, and this is what I've done every step of the way, is recognize what your weaknesses are and surround yourself with people who complement these weaknesses. Um, So I've, you know, I started my career as a radiographer, no background in business, and so I've made sure that I have people around me who could advise me when it comes to things like sales, things like marketing, uh, social media, all these different aspects of starting up a new business. Um, understand that it's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> Nothing happens overnight, but to persist. Um, and I think that that slow burn um, can pay off if you make sure you don't cut corners and that you tick all the boxes. So um, for me, to launch the original, I knew that I needed to start with the shape. Um, I approached a creative agency who came up with the formulate name. Then I moved to uh, finding a contract manufacturer. I teamed up with a uh, gentleman in the sports supplement industry who had a lot of experience with, with regards to nutrition and manufacturing in Victoria. And he was uh, instrumental in giving me that help to not only learn so much more about nutrition, but also the ins and outs of contract manufacturing and dealing with people um, in those industries. So how long did it take mm. you to go from the idea until uh, uh, when you had a product to sell? About two years. Two years. That about seems to be years. a common thing, two years, when I ask people how long it takes to develop a product. That's, that's quite a long time, isn't it? It's, it's, it, is yeah, an, look, it is and it isn't. Yeah, it is and is it isn't. It, it does by very quickly, but I suppose I when I when I launched this product, I didn't want to look like a startup. I didn't want to look amateur, and I wanted to make sure that I had ticked all the boxes. Um, I knew that launching a product into uh, the industry that I have, where I rely on health professionals to recommend my product that I, I needed some clinical backing to that. And so I was very lucky enough to have my product um, used in a clinical trial, which was published at the start of last year. And I that, that clinical trial took about three years from supply of product to publishing. Um, what did that trial say? Look, the trial um, looked at 25 patients on um, formula and 25 patients on a common 
CLED shake and compared them to one another. And what the result was that, that Formula is a viable alternative to the most popular weight loss shakes in the market as a pre-op shake for bariatric patients. Um, it also showed that patients on formula were able to achieve ketosis quicker than those on other shakes. Um, and ketosis um, is a marker of weight loss. And it also showed that um, patients had less emotional eating and less uh, GI symptoms, which was the uh, fluctuance, which is due to the high fiber. So for me, the emotional eating was an important thing, which proved the high protein did keep them satiated or feeling full. And, and for me, that just having that backing um, was a huge uh, bonus for our company going forward. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it gives us the confidence to recommend our product to health professionals and health professionals the confidence to recommend it to their patients, which is um, was a pivotal stage in our development. Can I ask, in that study, did they look at men and women? Were men and women a part of that study? Yes, they were, yeah. So there were women included? Yes, yeah. Excellent, because sometimes women are not included. And I'm glad they were. Oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> women, women make up eighty percent of our um, customers. So yes, definitely. Women make up to eighty percent of your customers. Yes, they're a very, very high proportion. So does that mean that there are more women having bariatric surgery, or that more women are likely to use your product because of the branding? Why is that? Is it, it, no. I would say two reasons. Mm. I would say more women are, there's a high proportion of women having bariatric surgery. Yes, that is true. But also because more women are focused on weight loss and losing weight, whereas men don't seem to go down that path as easy as women do. Mm. That's really interesting. So um, are there any other tips you have for us before we talk about Glenis? Oh. Let me think. Don't be afraid to listen to criticism and take it on board. Mm. Um, I almost, I, I use criticism, I use knockbacks, I use um, any negative feedback as... Opportunity for growth. Yes, yes. I, I love when I hear that someone says, no, look, we, we prefer not using your shake, I thought, okay, why do you prefer not using your shake? Is it something we're doing wrong? How can we fix it? How can I convince you to try something new? Um, how do I go down that path? How do I prove to you that we have the superior product and your patients will enjoy it? Um, I'm always looking for, for ways to sort of overcome those negativity. And and, you know, I also had to, you know, a, a big thing for me was realising that not everyone's going to like your product. You cannot, um, taste is a very subjective thing. You cannot, you will never be able to create something that everybody enjoys. And that's okay. That's fine. You can't be something to, you can't be liked by everyone. 
and that's okay. Got to leave the ego at the door. Totally, totally. So, Glennis, who have been your biggest inspirations throughout your life Um, or even through the process of developing Formulate? I couldn't say there was just one person. I suppose there's numerous people. Um, And I'm a very family-orientated person. Um, So, first and foremost, I uh, hate to be sentimental, but I would bring up my, my mother. Everyone does. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to. I had to. She, um, she, she has not had an easy life and she raised, as a widow, she raised three children on her own and I'd like to think she did a fantastic job. Um, so she's been a, a real inspiration for me. Um, and other, uh, you know, my, my brother and his partner are inspiration. They started up their own small business which was very successful. Um, then moving on to other people um, who have had faith in me and continue to inspire me because they've supported me. Um, I also would say I love listening to a podcast uh, that interviews mums who have gone on become entrepreneurs Um and once I listened to a podcast from Carolyn Creswell from Carmen's Muesli, and I just loved her story. I just found it uh, really inspiring, the way that she started up her business, um, how she did it without the investment of a outside party, and how she never took no for an answer. I just, yeah, I think she did a fantastic So the woman job. who started up Carmel's? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love her products. I have one of her bars, her nut bars, nearly every day. So I have to listen oh, to that go. podcast then. Yes. Yeah, Carmen's Muesli and Granola. It's fantastic. And how about favourite books you can share with us, both on a, a personal level and a professional level, you know, anything that's helped you? Um, I'm going to be brutally honest. I'm not a reader. <gasps> oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be pretending to be someone I'm not. <laughs> I uh, I do not sit still. I'm I'm a very active person, and if it's not exercising, running around after kids, running after my business, I spend so much time reading emails. I I don't even know if I know how to stop. I, my downtime is few and far between. So look. What was I the last book you read then? Do you have a recollection of that? My God. Don't tell me it was high school. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, it wasn't high school. I've been like, I like biographies, maybe Mao's Last Dancer or something like that. I think, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I no, that's okay. <laughs> Thank you for being honest, Glennis. I might have to start sending you some books, though, after I've read them, just to encourage that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) There there is Audible, so, you know, you could could be doing the vacuum cleaning and then just put something in your ears and listen to a book as you vacuum. Okay. Yeah, all right. I could do that. How about songs that make you happy? Um, I do have a few songs. I'm a bit of a – I I like any song that's, you know, that's a happy song, that's an uplifting song. Um, I like one of my favorite songs is Fallen by Lauren Wood, which is from Dirty Dancing. Um, another song that I resonate with is I've Had the Time of My Life 
Isn't that another Dirty Dancing song? Which is another Dirty Dancing. <laughs> You're showing your I age. I am showing my age, but, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the movie as such, but yeah. I just I just love those, love those songs. That, that, that I've had the time of my life. It's just yeah. um, classic song, that one. It is a classic song. And your dream collaboration, do you have one? Um, do you know what? A lot of people sort of have asked me, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want this business to go? And I think at the start I was too scared to give people an answer to that in case that I didn't get there. Um, and now years down the track, I've lost that fear. And for me, one thing I'm, I've learned a lot about and one thing I'm really passionate about is I want to I want I want to find a way to try and stop society from seeing obesity as a character flaw. Um, I want them to see it as the disease it is, and I want I, and as a true genetic illness, and not, not 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 something that's just a choice. You know, we have people comment on social media, and they make ignorant comments like, "Just tell." Why do patients need shakes? Just tell them to stop eating. Mm. And if only it was that easy. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's a lot of um, ignorance out there when it comes to obesity. I love seeing programs like Four Corners when they talk about bariatric surgery and obesity. I love, I love it when you know the doctors come on and say, um, "Listen, it's not a choice. It is genetic." The you know, and they have, they can justify why people are growing, are overweight and obesity is growing. And look, I also love seeing, I love being involved in seeing people's transformations. I love to see them going from an unhealthy, and for me, for me this, this product, and I'm sort of deviating from the question, but this product, is, I created this product and, and, and I'm in the business of not creating Supermodels, you know, the you know the skinniest person you can be. I'm in the business of creating and helping people gain back their health, reversing type two diabetes, um, reversing their sleep apnea. All those things are associated with obesity, which improve quality of life and health and extend their life. That's what I'm about doing. And look, I like to coin the phrase "happy healthy." Then being happy because they're healthy and ha- providing them with the tools, whether it be advice, whether it be inspiration, motivation, whether, uh, and finally our product to get to that happy, healthy stage. So we're uh, going back to your question, my dream collaboration. I, I, I'm happy to collaborate with anyone who's on the same page. Anyone, you know, whether it be um, via social media, whether it be on the television, on the radio, on a podcast, just collaborating with people who make it their role in life to change the stigma that is sur- surrounds obesity. Mm. I agree with you on that one. I mean, I've in my many years of medicine now have heard of a lot of professionals saying, "Oh." Well, they just need to lose weight. Why don't they? They just go to the gym a bit more, or 
uh, do this or do that. And I think fundamentally it's a, it's a lack of compassion and understanding on their part, um, totally. especially when they're not affected yeah. by obesity themselves. Mm, uh, mm. But I think that that might be changing now because of COVID because so many people have gained weight with COVID. Uh, mm. So maybe that will change things. I don't know. But um, good on so. you for creating a product uh, that, that's helping people. And thank you so much today uh, for talking to us about how you went about doing that. And I'm looking forward to trying your bars. Oh, yeah. Not far away. <laughs> Thanks, Glennis. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Glennis Winnett. I find her story and the fact that she's created a product that can help people be a healthier version of themselves so inspiring. Please share this episode with others if you think it will help them. Please subscribe to the Fanny Mechanic channel and if you haven't already, hop over and give the show a fantastic rating. Shoot me a message on Instagram, Dr. Tash Fanny Mechanic, and join the Fanny Mechanic podcast group on Facebook. Let me know of any topics you'd like to hear, cool people I can interview, or books to read. Until next time, stay fantastic.